Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. 903 back into the rainy weather after a solid week of sun sun sunshine. Yeah, it's a beautiful one out there, right? No, it's not. It's been nice having it be sunny this week and uh, today was a very very punch in the face reminder of ah crap, it's still winter. It is still, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll get this this real schizophrenic weather which has a whole lot to do with global warming, everything to do with global warming and you'll see like we had a we had a couple days that were like 60 or it's somewhere right around it was there, like 55, man. 57. Yeah, 55, yeah. like uh, warm enough to where you didn't quite need a coat like all the time outside. Maybe a light jacket, a little windbreaker, it was still or something cold like in that. the morning. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. still kind of you know frigid in the morning, but for the most part, get to the afternoon. That that scares me. I know everybody else is like, oh man, it's a beautiful day in January. It's like, uh, uh, oh man, this February weather, it's b- b- beautiful. I'm like, yeah, this is this is kind of bad. People always call it the January thaw, where there's like a week of really nice weather in January. I think we got it in February this year, but. I don't know, but didn't Puxatawney Phil say spring starts early? So maybe it's like, you know, obviously it's still going to rain here a little bit, but maybe spring's starting already. Who knows? You know, hey, man, February. Look on the bright side. March and April and May showers bring June flowers. Showers. Yeah, bring more showers, actually. Maybe a few, you know, I, brightness, a little bit of brightness, but for the most part, it's this is what Portland looks like. I was out with a couple of people who are now here for year two. They moved here a year ago. And uh, they said, I asked them, I was like, how are you guys dealing with the winter? And they're like, much worse than last year. And uh, and then I have another friend I was with who who just moved here like months ago. He was like, oh, but it's almost over, right? And I was like, nope. <laughs> no, no, get, get used to it. This is what it is for and it was like, quite a while. Sometimes it's not until July 4th when summer actually truly starts here. Now, it, it, recently, it's been earlier. We, I think last year started in May. But sometimes it goes that long, and you're like, oh. I don't know. This summer sucked. This past summer was not awesome as far as weather and stuff like that. It was it was a lot of – Really? It wasn't, it wasn't like – It wasn't that hot. It wasn't it was raining, nice. but it wasn't, like, super warm. Like, every day was, like, super overcast, and then it would kind of 
you know, light rain and stuff like that. It wasn't like this summer. I remember wasn't very. Are you good. sure about that? Well, you know, I'm outside for most of the summer. You know, running after school True. program, running summer programs and stuff like that. So I'm typically moving around, and I just kept saying, "Man, damn it, why does it look like this? It's, it sucks for for June and July to be so gray." So hopefully, this summer looks like an actual summer. Maybe. We'll see. I, I didn't feel that way about last summer, so I don't know. Oh, we got a text here on the text line. I didn't know we were global warming experts. Yes. Jack of all trades and global warming just happens to be one of uh, the many things I know about. An expert. Yes. A doctor. Yes, absolutely. A doctor absolutely. of global warming. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, th- this might not be related to global warming, but the, the earth is warming. I mean, that's, that is, that that's, is that's a, a fact. fact. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, so no, we're believe, not experts. You can believe what you want yeah. about what it means, but it's, it is true. Yeah, not experts, but I don't think you have to be the biggest genius to figure out. I think the polar bears would agree. You know, yeah, the the uh, the ice caps up there in the Arctic and the Antarctic melting away, literally, literally starving to death because their entire environment is melting away. So, and I know, and I know the other argument. I know the reverse side of that is that, well, you know, we've always gone through vast temperature changes in the history of the Earth. True, but when you look at there, I saw this really crazy time lapse video of the Arctic ice. And I can't remember when it started. It's never been as small as it is now. Oh, no. It is just, like, melting away completely. Well, there's natural changes, and then there's the drastic changes that have been sped up by human involvement by pumping CO2 greenhouse gases into the air. Oh, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist, but, I, I mean, it's science. But I play one on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, play a lot of things on the radio. Um, we got some stuff on the show to talk about today, some stuff. Uh, I'm going to let Rashad lead the segment about fury versus wilder because i don't know anything about fighting and or boxing um so i will just say hey go and just sit back and let you talk about it i all i saw was i saw him lick the blood off of him at the end which i thought was really disgusting and unsanitary um but beyond that i I did i saw like a clip of a punch and you know i I didn't watch the fight live or anything so i'll just kind of let you dominate that we'll start that we'll start start the show with that because i guess it's kind of a big deal everybody was talking about it yesterday so we got that We've got the potential new CBA with the NFL and the NFLPA, and the players are not super thrilled about it, but uh, still voting. Hard pass. 17-game <laughs> schedule, a new playoff format. So we'll get to that on the show today. There was a great, great story out of hockey yesterday. Absolutely fantastic, and it had to do with an emergency goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes. So we'll talk about that at some point on the show. Damian Lillard is hurt, um, could miss the next uh two to four games or more with the groin injury that he suffered at the end of the first half or the end of the pre-all-star break uh we had the all-star game last saturday which was actually good in the nba so we'll talk about that a little bit as well so we got all that stuff coming up on the show did i miss anything that's everything right i don't think so i think that's pretty much everything blazers lost to the Pelicans, so for the fourth time this year yeah so complete sweep yeah zion's really good this just in really you know the, the rookies the top two rookies are awesome really good yeah and zion makes hassan Whiteside look like he never played center before no he makes him look like a like a child but zion looks like he's 40 you know he and looks, he's 19 yeah no he looks like ben wallace did like in ben wallace is like 13th year you know well, so let me talk a little bit about a little bit about zion too yeah, why we'll, not, we'll get right? to that as well but uh you can text us throughout the show it is the fan text line at five five three zero five you can find us on social media i'm at mike lynch 27 on twitter Patrick, or not Patrick, sorry. Rashad is at TaylorMade503, and Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N, on Twitter. And then the, the station is at 1080thefan, and then Facebook.com slash 1080thefan. I'll be putting a Facebook post up here in this break, uh, probably about the fight. So um, go respond to that there if you are a Facebook user. 
Um, before we dive into the fight, next segment, why was this fight as big of a deal as it was? As someone, I do not follow boxing. I do not follow MMA or UFC. Um, ran- randomly, these fights will all of a sudden become super highly promoted. Mm-hmm. And I just sit there and go, oh, I guess this matters. Why did this one matter? I didn't really recognize the two dudes' names. It wasn't like a Manny Pacquiao. It wasn't like a Floyd Mayweather. Obviously, I know that they're heavyweights, and I've heard I've, I've heard the names before in passing, but I was like, why this one in, in particular did it get so popular or so important? Uh, for for a few different reasons. One, um, boxing is has been numero uno for for American sports for the longest time. You know, before basketball and football and all that stuff, man, it was it was boxing. You know, people gathered around radios to listen to, uh, you know, Joe Lewis and and Rocky Marciano and some of the greats of all time just to to listen to heavyweight boxing. And then we kind of got to a stretch to where heavyweight boxing wasn't king anymore. Like right around the mid-90s and stuff like that, it became all about the smaller guys. And so you start getting the Mayweathers and Pacquiao's and Zab Judas and uh, some of your your younger uh, welterweights and middleweights and stuff like that. And then heavyweight boxing kind of became passe. And then that's when MMA started. And then you you got, you know, Chuck Liddell and, you know, Randy Couture and all these, you know, big guys. And MMA becomes popular and boxing is more so about little guys. This was the first time in since I want to say maybe 94, six or seven when maybe Tyson fought Holyfield where it was two legit heavyweights, two of the very best heavyweights going at each other, two undefeated records, two guys that just knock people out, you know, when they're in the ring with them. And uh, the last fight was epic and it went 12 rounds and it was a draw. And really I thought Fury won, but this was the biggest fight of a generation. I remember the uh, last night, the announcer said that, yes, this is the, the biggest heavyweight fight of a generation. Like not since maybe, uh, Again, Tyson and Holyfield, or maybe uh, Holyfield and Lennox Lewis, has this been such a huge? Even then, I don't think it was as big because those guys got together towards the end of their career. Here's a couple guys that have, you know, still kind of in the thick of it. Wilder's 34, uh, I think uh, Fury's 32, right around there. And so, yeah, these guys still got some room to really grow and be bigger as fighters. But man, this was it was must see TV. We got tired of watching the little guys beat up on each other. Like, it, you know, to watch Mayweather, you know, play de- defense the whole fight against really great fighters, still pretty boring. These guys are out here. There's no ducking and dodging with heavyweight fighters, you know, unless you're Ali or some of the greats. Man, these guys are going straight for your head. So that's why last night was huge for not just, man, for sports. Like, this is what this is what boxing needed. They needed heavyweight fighters, and they got it last night. Well, let's get into it next segment. I want to ask the question about uh, did they end the fight too early? I saw that uh, Wilder was upset with his corner people that they ended the fight. Um, what are these two guys' personalities like? Is there more staying power moving forward for these two guys? Is it is it going to be able to continue to attract eyeballs to the sport of boxing, which, like you said, is still a big sport but has been fading rapidly because of the lack of big fights? Uh, and then also, why are you licking the other guy's blood? It's strange. Uh, we'll get to that next here on Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 916 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Jesse with you till 11 o'clock. Talking a little bit of boxing. 
before we get into the NFL, the NBA, funny hockey stories, etc. Um, so Fury beat Wilder yesterday, and it only went like three or four rounds, right? It went seven. It went seven rounds. Okay. Seven rounds. Sorry. So, but I, it was it was it was over in the third. Uh, like I said, I know nothing about fighting. I didn't watch the fight. So, Rashad, what happened? What uh, was the, what was like the biggest story of the fight? Was it close? Was it not so close? What, what biggest, was the story? Biggest story of the fight, the, the biggest storyline was the fact that you have two uh, undefeated fighters uh, that are, you know, fighting for the opportunity to be the WBC uh, World Heavyweight Champion. And that's the, you know, World Boxing Commission. That's the that's the biggest title that there is. That's the one that, you know, uh, Tyson had. And, you know, that's the one that, you know, going back to, there's another one that looks kind of like the belt from Rocky. You know, it's like red, white, and blue and stuff like that. But uh, that's the one that uh, guys like, man, Muhammad Ali and some of those other ones uh, held. So it's, a, it's a, a huge honor, number one, to be the world heavyweight champion for heavyweight boxing. Heavyweight boxing is king, you know, and that's just kind of what it is. So here you got two guys that are completely different in styles as far as how they approach it, but really similar as far as, like, not build, but Tyson Fury's a six-foot-nine behemoth that steps over the top rope and then here's Deontay Wilder who's six foot seven and any fighter that he you know is going against he's pretty much the the aggressor or the, the bigger guy and one dude is a a complete just a puncher just an actual boxer and the other one's a brawler you know Deontay Wilder just comes out and swings heavy swings hard and he just tries to connect and that's why he ends he's not the best boxer and that's why he lost last night Tyson Fury overall is a much better boxer you know he has you know less wins but he's a much better boxer than uh Deontay Wilder is Wilder is really big he's really strong he's pretty quick and once he starts coming at you and just swinging wildly you know no pun intended to his, for his last name but once he starts doing that then he connects and you're going down and in the first fight he got him with a with a nice right and he went down but luckily Fury got right back up like the Undertaker and just sat up and just kept fighting if he doesn't get up from that then that fight was over but he was the first person to get knocked out by Deontay Wilder and then get up by the five count and we had never seen that before because okay. looking at him the first time and you see Tyson Fury on the ground, it's like, oh, it's over. And then he just sits up and, and gets back into the fight. And it was like, whoa, like that's the reason that they came to a draw because otherwise Fury was beating him up in the first fight. So for this one, uh, Wilder caught one in the ear. It looks like in the eardrum, bang. And from there, uh, I don't know if you've ever been hit in the air or anywhere around or the temple, no. but you, you you start losing balance a little bit. Equilibrium's off and he's bleeding from the ear. So an ear, eardrum's probably been burst or something like that and he you can tell wilder was visibly stumbling and couldn't kind of keep his bearings and everything and fury saw it and just kept attacking kept attacking and they stopped in the seventh when fighters think that you know or people think when fighters are up against the ropes and stuff like that like they can keep swinging get out of it sometimes just getting punched so many times that you can't mount a comeback and he had him in the corner and was given wilder the business in the corner and finally the Corner had to throw it in. His corner had to say, man, that's enough. We can't do this anymore. Like, you, they're going to get him hurt. Last night, Wilder's corner did a terrible job of protecting him, a par terrible job of giving him advice and telling him what he should do and how he should move, and they just kept keep going with the jabs. Like, bro, man, right now, there's four of them in the ring, and you're telling me to keep pressing with the jab. Like, give me some other advice. Tell me what to do about this ringing I have in my head or ringing in my ears because things are bleeding, and now his lip is busted like – you know, when you're dizzy, you can't do a lot of stuff, let alone fight. And that was the big thing. And really, Tyson Fury showed the world that he was the, the, the best in the world. And it was it was a great night. The the things that I saw from the fight that I thought were interesting, one, how they 
walked out, how they were introduced. Um, Tyson Fury was wearing, was on like a, uh, a throne. Yeah. He was being carried and he Absolutely. had a crown on. It was great. And he was wearing like a, just a red, the like gypsy king. Is that what it was? Yeah, he's the he's the gypsy king. He was wearing like a red like cape sort of thing. Yeah. Like a Santa Clausy kind of cape well, over he had his the, body. He had the king's robe on and yeah. he had the king's crown and you know, absolutely. He, I thought I thought that was cool, but I thought what Wilder wore was it was really weird, but it was kind of badass at the same time. He looked like a transformer, right? Yeah, he looked like an evil Power Ranger. Yeah. That's like, good. He looked like one of the bad guys. Yeah. Something that Rita would have made. It's almost like he went to Party City and bought the costume, but he didn't because it was like he was wearing like a sequined yeah. like Power Ranger. It was very it was very strange, but he looked way more intimidating in that than Fury did in the King's robe. And Tyson Fury, the the, the way he he came out to the fight, it was to, I can't remember the song um that it actually was uh that he was carried out to, but it was crazy. Uh, pa- uh Patsy Klein's crazy, which is a slow kind of record. And I was talking to, to you know people watching the fight and I was like that's kind of that's kind of scary. Like somebody, it's almost like scary movie type stuff to where somebody's in their basement and they're carving up this body or they're taking off somebody's skin and they're listening to like this, the, 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 this ballad in the background singing along with and stuff like that. That's pretty scary. You're about to go fight and you got the slow song yeah. uh, playing for you to be carried. That's pretty badass because, you know, most people want some type of rock and roll or rap or something to kind of get their energy up and going. So for somebody to be listening to this, this ballad on the way the ring was like this that's pretty bizarre it's and singing it and blowing kisses to the crowd it reminds he's me doing it, it it's like man that's pretty creepy but it's pretty badass it reminds me a little bit of like when you see an action movie and in the really big action scene where everybody's you know shooting the guns and firing it's like slow-mo and there's like opera playing in the background it's like epic but in an eerie way yes that's kind of exactly uh what it was so to to see him come down there and i was talking like man if this is how he gets into his mindset of fighting is by listening to Patsy Klein's crazy. Like that's, that's how he gets into the mindset to be able to fight somebody like bro. Like that's a, that's a dangerous guy. The other thing that I saw, well, actually two things. One in relation to what you said about his corner, not doing a good job. He went up to them after the end of the fight and said, what are you guys doing? He said, why did you end the fight? And I, I couldn't read the lip. I was just reading his lips. I couldn't read the lips of what the corner guy was saying, but, um, is that is that something again as as someone who doesn't know anything about fighting? Is that something where every fight, if someone's corner says the fight's over, they go, "Oh my god, why'd you end it?" Or is that just a pride thing? I, or or yeah. do you think they ended it and he still had a well, chance? Well, because you didn't get knocked out, you know, and so there's still that belief that anything can happen. I could still pull this out. I could still all it takes is one punch. And I, I think one of the one of the boxers said uh, before the fight, which was uh, really you know pointing, is that uh, Tyson Fury had to fight a perfect fight for 12 rounds. Deontay Wilder needed about four seconds. As long as he can get a good punch or a good swing in there, that fight would be over. And that's pretty much the way I think a lot of boxers think. It's only going to take one good punch, and this whole thing can be over. So, yeah, I don't think they – there's a pride thing. Nobody ever says, man, thank you for stopping it, man. That was – I was getting my ass whipped out there. I didn't want to go – no, most of them go to their corners. And as a pride thing, it's like, why did you stop it? Like, at least let me go down swing. Let me – Go down like that, like you quitting just basically tells everybody that man, we thought you were getting beat up so bad that you couldn't take it no more. Like we had to, we had to stop this. And you're like, nah, man, I could still did this. But if you see his corner man telling him, man, your ear, you, you're bleeding out of your ears, man. Like this is not a good sign. We have to stop. Like you, we don't want nothing to get messed up with your head, your brain. Like this is over. You can barely hold your hands up. You're wobbling as you're standing. He was looking like he, the way he was standing at a point, he looked like the Notre Dame. 
<laughs> the Notre Dame symbol, just like, you know, put up your Dukes. It's like, that's that's not how you fight in uh, professional boxing anymore. So they had to. And I think most guys will tell you that I want to fight through 12 rounds or 10 rounds if they can instead of having the fight stop. But in this case, man, you had to do the best thing for uh, for your athlete. And Wilder was man, he was in over his head at a point, and they had to stop it because he would have got really hurt had, it, had they not stopped it. And then the final question I had was, did he really lick the blood off of him at Absolutely the end? Absolutely did. He, Tyson Fury told him he wanted to taste blood in this fight. He said, I want to t- I'm going to taste your blood. Because the last fight, Tyson Fury believes he won. Just because he, he, he beat him up for most of the fight, and then he got knocked down. And then once he got knocked down, that's where the draw came from. If he doesn't get knocked down, he probably wins that first fight. So this one, he was like, he wanted to leave no doubt. I, I want to taste your blood. And so he had him against the ropes, and he's bleeding. And he uh, and he licked it. It was it, like, man, so that I, was that was really gross. I saw the clip and I couldn't tell if he just like was waggling his tongue out of his mouth like ah, 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 ah. No, I did, he it. did it. Or if he actually licked the blood. He did it. Again, psychopath type stuff. That is disgusting. From the music to licking the blood to all the stuff. And uh man, he's this this guy, man, he's Tyson Fury is all about um personality and he's all around get, giving the crowd what they want. And then it's over. And he sings uh, uh, "American Pie" with the crowd. Really? <laughs> like seriously? Uh, uh, at, at least, at least, American at least half pie. the crowd. He's he's leading that crowd and serenading them with "American Pie" at the end. Like, boxing is one of those things, man. Boxing, MMA. There's a reason why people people love it. And I think honestly, if you started watching more, you would actually like boxing. Maybe not MMA because MMA can be a little brutal. I get it, you know. But man, boxing is still. I've watched boxing before. It's not like I haven't. I mean, I've, I've, not that I've purchased it myself, but like, friends have invited me over to fight watch night fights. Fight night is like Super stuff. Bowl, you know. But I just have such little interest in it that I go, I, I'd rather do something else with my time, you know. So it's just, it's just me choosing my time management versus like you really need to get it more into this. Like, do I really? <laughs> I, I personally like I've, I think pugilism is interesting. If you're if you're willing to get into a ring and beat the crap out of each other. Power to you, right? Power to you. You're you're an adult. You're 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 able to make those decisions, and I, I get it. It's kind of, it's barbaric, but I always come back to the we are all just animals that you know that that we all go to our animalistic side in, of nature in the long run. Which pugilism is one of those things. We like watching people beat the crap out of each other for some reason. And the my thing is, I'm just every time I've watched boxing, I know it's not what it was if that makes sense no. because if you can watch them you know they're not the technical boxers that we had 25 30 years ago um when boxing was huge in this nation and it's not and the technical boxers just aren't as good and then if you have and there's one, not as many or, or, or you don't get the matchups that you want because they get to decide the matchup so there's a lot about boxing that really has you know really put it on the back burner and and really hurt that sport and that's why I kind of like the octagon more. I know it's more brutal, but I think the technical skill fighting and you have is more, so much better. And you have more throughout the weight classes. There's, exactly. a, there's a couple guys in every weight class for MMA. The one cool part about last night uh, is they honored some three former boxers, three former heavyweights, uh, and they bought out Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield, and then Iron Mike Tyson, which was weird that Mike Tyson came out last because he lost to both of those guys. So... You know, multiple times. So it was one of those things like, why is Tyson the one being introduced last? Because he lost to both. I have this theory, and it's not it's not popular, but I mean, not theory, but opinion. Tyson is a great heavyweight, but uh, he's 
if he's in the top five, then he's number five. You know what I mean? I think you've brought this up yeah, before. And he's, yeah, and he's number five. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but it's it's the the honest truth. Last night, he was in the ring with two guys that beat him up. So, and they was like, oh, Tyson was old. They were older. So that's that's always kind of my argument there. But otherwise, man, last night was an awesome night for boxing. And boxing is awesome because it's like Super Bowl parties. Like, they're these are like fight nights are, man, you get with the, get with the homies, go to somebody's house, just like a Super Bowl party. It's exact, the exact same uh, thing as that. So... That's why boxing is awesome. Hopefully the next fight is equally as entertaining. All right. Well, there it was. Tyson Fury won yesterday. Seven rounds. TKO. Technical knockout? Is that what that is? Or yes. total knockout? Uh, technical. Technical, technical yes. knockout. Um, and uh, Wilder was not happy about it. And then he licked his blood. Fury did. Off of his face. So uh, that's what happened last night. Rashad, the, uh, the fighting expert on the show. And uh, he gave you all you needed to know. Yes. Fight or flight. Um, yeah. Choose to fight, please. Yeah. Please. Coming up next, uh, let's get into, let's do the NFL stuff. The CBA, close to maybe being uh, ratified for the for the next couple of years, but there's going to be some changes if it does get ratified, including a longer schedule and a different playoff format. Let's get to that next. First, SCS Sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.35 Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Jesse with you till 11 o'clock. We got Hater Love It coming up at 10.30 next hour. We'll, we'll talk some all-star game. We'll talk funny hockey story and a little bit of Blazers as well with Damian Lillard's injury. But first, we have to get into the NFL CBA stuff that has been happening this week. The NFL owners voted yes on the CBA, they got their 75%. It was not unanimous, but I'm you need shocked. 75% of the vote to, to to move it on to the players. The player executives from the NFLPA voted against the CBA by one, but that does not mean that they're not going to do it. It now goes to the full player population vote. So I think about 2,100 players are going to be able to vote on this, and it's just a simple majority decision will rule. Now, based on social media, from what some of the players are saying, it doesn't seem like the players are all about this new CBA. Some of the basics of it include a 17-game regular season, removing a preseason game, so there's only three, uh, an increase in revenue sharing to the players up to like 48%, and uh, I don't know what it is right now, probably like four, it's 47. Probably 47. Mm-hmm. So that's a small increase, but it's an increase. And uh, a new playoff format that would put another team in the playoffs from each conference and only allow one team to have a buy in the first round. That's the basics of it. I'm sure there's other details out there as well uh, of things that are going on that maybe haven't been shared yet or just are a little bit less fun to talk about than those things. But uh, first things first, the whole 17-game schedule thing is strange to me. I know that the NFL and the owners have been wanting this for a while, obvious reasons, right? It makes them more money. Um, Another game, another home game for some teams makes them more money. And that's all they want, right? It's a, it's a revenue business, and they just want to get as much money as they can. Um, granted, they're losing a preseason game, but you know the money from that is nowhere near the same as a, as the as the week seventeen game will be in the regular season. Um, but the weird thing about it to me is the whole home away thing. So seventeen games is an odd number of games, which means that every year half the teams in the league or a percentage of the teams in the league are going to not have nine home games; they're going to have eight which is the same as they have now, 
but that will now be viewed as unfair because the other teams will get more money in the years that they have nine home games. And I know you'll probably, okay, every other year they'll switch back and forth, back and forth. It'll even itself out. But it's a huge advantage to have another home game as well. So you could have a year where you're a really good team, but you only have eight home games and you missed the playoffs by one game because you were not lucky enough to have that ninth game at home. That's really strange to me. Um, and I feel like there, I mean, there's, that's an odd number of games. You can't have even amount of home games, but mm-hmm. to me, that's a really strange part of this that I feel like because they just want to make more money on it, it just doesn't make any sense. And they haven't thought about it. Yeah. I'm trying to understand that it was a 75% uh, vote. So, you know, three quarters of, of, people of the owners decided this was a good idea so i'm like three quarters you guys decided it was cool for y'all to miss money on a on a year like i mean i'm not sure and i don't know the exact numbers of how much um teams and stadiums get paid you know kind of probably varies probably yeah you know i'm I'm sure it varies but you know if you're talking week 17 or now week 18 or whatever the case is and because right, they're not adding a new bye week, there yeah. would still only be one bye let's, week. Let's just go ahead and assume it's somewhere like Seattle. Let's just keep it pretty local and immediate, right? Seattle's up there. Seattle does really well on game days. You know, just from from parking to ticket sales to concessions, uh, all that stuff. Man, jersey sales on the day of the game. Like Seattle, I assume Seattle with that great fan base, man, does a pretty good job. So you can tell me that once every year, every every other year, like they're just not going to make, they're not going to have a, a that same amount of revenue coming, like. That doesn't make sense. Like, I'm trying to figure out why they decided to to go with that. But if I'm the Players Association, I'm kind of I'm concerned why they want this deal done so so badly. You know, why because this doesn't do anything great for the players. Of course, there's more money involved for them, yes. But you think about the – we already know the toll football takes on your body on a 16-game schedule. We know this already. We've we've kind of advocated, I think, a lot of people for increasing the roster size to make sure you can kind of keep guys fresh or make sure you can avoid a lot of injuries and stuff like that. Um, they want to increase roster sizes, but I think by only by players. like four players. Yeah, cool, right? You know what I'm saying? You want to go ahead and that and also will, by the-, the way, split up the revenue share that's going up for the players. It's going to split it between more people. Yes. So they're not going to make it's not going to make as much money. And so if I'm the players, I'm like, none of this makes sense. Like you want to add games, and it's like you don't. You're not really getting anything in return because, like you said, it's being split between more people now. It's like, what are we? So how do we make money? And this looks like it's more for you guys than it is for the players. So I think there's there's going to be a lot to talk about. It would not shock me if there there was a lockout. Just considering these rules and considering what they what they want to do, it would not shock me if the players are like, man, because now you're talking about just think about those teams that get that 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 first round buy. That's huge. For your franchise, if you're, I don't know, the Patriots, the, the the Rams, or whoever the case is, and you worked hard to get, you know, the one of the top two teams in the in the league or top two teams in your d- division or conference, you should get that first round buy. Yeah, well, hold on to the playoff thoughts because we're near a break. We can talk about that next segment because uh, I think it's interesting the playoff idea, um, but there is also you know positives and neg- negatives to it. The only thought I wanted to add before we break is I thought it was interesting that the executives like the the player reps or whatever they're called for the NFLPA, were only one vote off from voting for the CBA. It was like eight to seven against. Yeah. So some of the players see this as a positive as well. Now, what we've seen on social media, like I said earlier, is, is pretty largely negative. But I wonder if enough players who are not super vocal about it are just like, yeah, sure, I'll make another game check, right? I'll, you know, it gives me a better chance to make the playoffs. You know, another team will be in. 
I wonder I wonder if it's going to be a closer vote than we think. And if it's, if because of that, it won't lead to a lockout because the players might be more on the side of making this change than we might think. Well, I, th- I think one thing that, to your point, a majority of the NFL is not the super well-paid, you know, no. 15 million a year, you know. A lot uh, of league minimums. Right. And, and those league minimums don't make millions of dollars they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars and so you're asking me they don't want to make another game check yeah they want to make another game check i imagine a majority of the league wants to make more money and that's how you do it more more playoff games more regular season games more checks and and so yeah if you're if you're making 20 million a year you're like i don't care about that extra game you're 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 making six hundred fifty thousand a year you're going yeah i want that extra game yeah exactly Um, All right, let's break. Let's talk about the playoff system next. Seven teams from each conference make it. One team gets a bye, and then it goes two, seven, three, six, four, five in the wild card round. So six total games, not four in that first weekend. Like, dislike, thoughts next here on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.46 here on your Sunday morning. NFL CBA in the process of being debated by the players. The playoffs would change if the CBA gets passed, where there would be now 14 teams making it, seven from each conference, and only one team would get a first-round by and then you would have six games on wild card weekend you'd have the two versus seven the three versus the six and the four versus the five in each conference so selfish me looks at this and says hell yeah six games on wild card weekend that sounds fun i love wild card weekend and i love the divisional round where you get a ton of games and it's really really wall-to-wall nfl and it's exciting and it's fun and it's uh general generally good games every once in a while you'll get done there um so that for me i'm like oh you know that sounds pretty cool right only one more team is being added so you're not going like full nba on them and getting a team that might be under 500 as the eight seed or something like that like you you've you know you're adding teams that that might be deserving of the playoffs most years so part of me is like that's really fun but then the other part of me goes i don't think we need to add teams to any sports playoffs because the playoffs to me are, are exclusive or they should be exclusive. And like when, in the NBA, half the teams make it, it makes it a lot less exclusive and it makes it just kind of like, it makes the regular season mean less. And the NFL's regular season is the best of all the sports regular seasons. Cause there's so few games and every game matters. And at the, at this point, only 12 teams make the playoffs. So it's a really, really small group, a really elite group of teams for the most part that will make it that far. And so I'm kind of torn on it, but I think if I were, you know, gun to my head, had to make a choice right now, I would say I'm down with having another team in there because it would just be more fun to watch. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, but then, okay, let's just look at this year. Um, you're talking about from the NFC an eight and eight Dallas Cowboys team going to the playoffs. What about the Cowboys said they deserve to make the playoffs this year? You know what I mean? Like nothing, you know? So, and then um, from the from it would the, be the Steelers in the AFC, right? Yeah, in the AFC, it'd be the Steelers eight and eight, like an eight and eight team, really. I mean, and and we've seen it before. We've seen it before, They've like we've seen, seen the Giants. Nine. Yeah, we've seen seven and nine. We've seen eight and eight, but you know that it, it's 
now you're just kind of letting in teams. Obviously, it's to make more money, but now you're just letting in anyone. And again, like you said about the NBA, we look at the Eastern Conference, not so much the Western Conference, but we look at the East every year and go, man, one through four, one through three, okay, those teams could probably make some noise. Five, six, seven, eight, trash. Like, and we know that off top. We know that coming in to the playoffs because we know most of, most of the times they, these guys are just barely 500. It, it would have been the Rams, not the Cowboys. The Rams, the excuse me. Nine and seven. So just, just this year, these would have been the matchups, okay? So the Ravens would have had a bye, and the AFC would have had Chiefs, Steelers, Patriots, Titans, Texans, Bills. I think Chiefs, Steelers might have been a good game. I know the, the Steelers had their quarterback issues, but it's Pittsburgh, and you know they play well in the playoffs. NFC, Niners would have had the bye. You would have had Packers, Rams, Saints, Vikings, Eagles, Seahawks. Again, Rams Rams are an exciting team when they're clicking, and that could have been a good game against the Packers as well. So I mean, it's not like you're, it's not like you would be getting bad matchups. Now I, I would assume both the Packers and Chiefs would win those games, but you know it doesn't mean that that, that would necessarily be a bad matchup. No, it wouldn't be. A, I'm not saying it would be a bad matchup, but I'm saying a lot of times you're getting teams that would limp into the playoffs as opposed to being a team that okay for sure. Like it's hard to look at ten and six Buffalo and say, man, you didn't work hard to be there. You know what I mean? It's hard to look at a a, a team like the the Eagles. Well, I mean, nine and seven. Okay, that's one of those teams. Kind of, you know, you it that one win can tell a lot. Like that one win get coaches fired. You know, going nine and seven as opposed to ten and six. Like that nine and seven record can get you fired if you do that two years in a row. That ten and six record that gets you into the playoffs is going to keep your job. And in some cases, get you more money. So that's just the difference of one maybe two games. It's it's important because you don't have the luxury of. You know, well, at this point, you know, you don't, you haven't had the luxury of 17 games or additional games. So, yeah, all, every win is important. So when you add another game or add uh, some additional teams, like now teams that are clearly not as good as the ones up top are getting a chance to compete for a championship. It's like, eh. Like it can it can lead to some bad football, lead to some blowouts in the first round. It could, but if you, if you look at it on the flip side, there are often, maybe not oftentimes, there are sometimes teams that are 10 and 6 that miss the playoffs. Right. And then a 10 and 16 would be the seventh seed and have a chance. You know, if they if it's just uh, they're in a really good division or or the wild card works out differently. I mean, sometimes that happens. And I could see that being a really big benefit to those teams getting a chance to prove themselves in the playoffs as well. In the current system, I mean, we had a seven and nine Seahawks team make the playoffs and beat the Saints on the beast mode run. Yeah. I mean, that's happened before. No. And we, we and we, although it's not the most like sexy thing to look at, we've accepted that as a possibility. I don't know if adding that one extra spot, all of a sudden you're not going to get like a six and 10 team in there. No, I mean, I think at, at the worst, it would be a seven and nine team at the worst, but eight and eight, nine and seven is based on last year. I think you'd see that more often. And, you know, is that something you want in the playoffs? You know, that's, a, that's kind of a different argument. Of, not enough to lose the first round, it? not yeah. enough to lose a team that gets a first round by, you know, I think, I think that's kind of important. And I think that's a great reward for a team that man went through the season and went 13 and three or 12 and four. You know, I think that's an awesome reward to say, man, you had the best record or one of the best records in your uh, in your conference. You're rewarded with 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 the buy and everything. So, I mean, but I, I get it. Like, I think it's the really only sports that actually gives a, a buy. Like for football, I mean, I don't, we don't do it for basketball. Nope. We don't do it for baseball. There's a playing game for baseball, which is awesome. You know, now if these teams were to do it to do a playing game, like that would be something something different. Well, I mean, it's kind of a playing game. It right? is, but it's a playoff game. They're getting playoff checks for this different you know so well, and baseball has also talked about maybe changing their playoff system which i did not particularly like but uh they, they, they were going to say that the top seed would get to choose the team they played and then all the games would be at the home at the better seeds home park and i'm like no 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 no, no. let's not that's a huge advantage you're not going to give the away team a chance to 
be in their home park. That's silly. I also don't want to do anything to the game that's going to kind of put the players in awkward because I'll watch the game because the players, not for the owners. I can give a damn about what the, I don't know what half of the owners in the NFL look like, but I know what these players uh, look like, especially when they're healthy. And so I'm just thinking about, man, taking a preseason game away, which they don't really play in in the first place. If we're talking about the stars of the league, they're not playing the preseason anyway. So now you just gave them an additional game, 17 games. We see guys get hurt in week one, week three. We see the, the regression in guys like Brady by week five. You know, by and by week seven or eight, he's just kind of okay. You know, and just kind of being trying to limp through the season. Like this doesn't help older players. This doesn't help Drew Brees. This doesn't help Philip Rivers. This don't help Brady. This and it doesn't help guys that man run a lot. Man, Lamar Jackson. This is man another game to take some hits and stuff like that. That's kind of the way I think about. It. I don't want to be this, you know, this this boomer or whatever the case is. But it's just it's real. Like when I think about that, I'm just thinking about the quality that these. These players will have. You're taking away a preseason game, which in some cases rest for some of these guys, and then you add an additional game with the season where, you know, and in most cases, going to the playoffs, some of those stars won't even play. You know, but now it kind of takes that away because if there's no uh, no guaranteed first-round buy for the first and second seed, these guys are going to have to play in Week 17 in some cases. A couple of texts on the fan text line, 55305. But worry about the quality of the game going down, more hurt players, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, injur- the injuries about. would go up. Uh, probably um, and quality of the game that's a little bit tough because I think the quality of the game is more early in the year it's kind of rough because of a lack of time to really practice and practice hitting and stuff like that with it, which with a l- one less preseason game would probably hurt that as well uh, I'm not sure at the end of the quality would go down unless just teams were suffering from massive amounts of injuries it's one game so it's you know if it was two or three then yeah I'd say for sure but that that's a question for me where I'd be like ah you know maybe not and then the other one is adding a playoff team. I think would be beneficial like it was for baseball in the wild card game. It just means more teams have an opportunity to, to advance, which keeps the fans more interested in more teams, not giving up on the season. It would be great if they also had the best record gets to host the wild card game. Yeah. If, um, if the divisional winners eight and eight and one of the extra teams is 10 and six or whatever, the better record should host the game. In my opinion. No. Yeah. I, I, that's, I mean, that goes without saying, but. It's just it's one of those things. I think it's going to take some time to get used to, but much like the All-Star game uh, adjustments that they made for basketball, which I was really against, it turned out it it, it worked, you know. And so, we'll see if this works. I, again, the main thing like the Texer had, I just worry about the quality of the game and guys getting hurt and, you know, you increase the roster size by 4. It's like, uh, okay, cool. You know, maybe every position should have just another guy just in case this way you don't have to do the like the story we talked about earlier and you're getting the guy from the crowd to come in but it's just one of those things right now I, i'm i'm curious of why the players were so gung-ho to sign it maybe they just didn't want to they want to avoid a lockout they want to avoid losing money which you know i understand but at the same time like i really hope they're think of thinking about what impact this could have for themselves uh, for all the their brothers within the the NFL, just there's there's a lot to think about instead of just going ahead and signing it and getting it over with. All right, uh, that's it for hour number one. If you missed any of it, you can listen to it on the Lush Rob Tires podcast on 1080thefan.com and the radio.com app. Next hour, we have Hater to Love It at 1030. Uh, I want to talk about the funny hockey story, but we will start with what Rashad alluded to there in the last segment or in this segment. Uh, the All-Star game was actually good in the NBA, and they actually cared at the end. What a novel concept. That's next here on Sports Sunday on the Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 